This is Channel Attitude. Your voice. Your right. Your freedom. Oh, shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best-kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! David Arquette won the world title! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match! And Hogan, you big, bald son of a bitch! Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy Jumpy! Beep Beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get downright nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, everybody, to the Raw Review. I am Vince Russo. This is the great, great, great Don Stevens Fan Club President, Stevie Richards. You know, Stevie, I had to uh, I had to sit back and laugh because um, I started getting inundated yesterday with DMs and uh, emails of, you know, people sending me URLs. And it was, didn't, weren't, wasn't, was it you? Didn't you, Stevie and Ben, weren't you guys talking about this over a year ago? (laughs) And I said, yeah, we we were talking about it over a year ago when nobody else was, absolutely, but... Uh, apparently now, uh, Stevie, it's all out there. Headlines everywhere. Is Triple H and Stephanie, are they separated? Are they getting a divorce? It is It is all out in public. When, when we, bro, listen, we weren't even digging for gossip or anything like that. We were stating the obvious. She wasn't wearing a wedding ring, bro. <laughs> like, he was wearing his wedding ring she was not wearing hers, and we were stating the obvious. Nobody, nobody picked up on it. Nobody said anything. Now it's all over the place, Stevie. Yeah, our our viewpoint or perspective on that was more from how's this going to affect the, the company? It was in complete flux. Hunter, Vince went and retired. Stephanie came back. Hunter was on the outs. Hunter was in. Hunter had a heart condition. It was, and it still is. Yeah, the past two years have been crazy from, you know, we're not here poking the bear and laughing no, about any no. divorce, but this kind of stuff does affect stock prices, does affect mergers, and who knows what's going to happen now that Endeavor and TKO have have really just taken over the entire WWE. And what did we talk about, Stevie? We talked about uh, uh, Triple H was not named on the board of directors of this new company. We did mention that Ari brought his daughter in to work at WWE. Yeah, bro, this is not, yeah, man, they're getting a voice. Get, get out of here, bro. They, they, have, they have three girls. You know, I did work with these people, and 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 when I worked with them, I liked them. That's not what this is about. This is this is about twofold for me, Stevie. I'm going to be honest with you. Number one, bro, 
it certainly could affect uh, WWE because Triple H has been a mainstay in a very, very, very key um, role for WWE for freaking decades, bro, for decades and decades and decades. I got to tell you, though, Stevie, number two, what what really concerns me is the dude's health, man. If he really did have these heart issues, bro, and there is any level of stress that he may be going through on a daily basis, I mean, that that is not good. So, like, these are the things we're looking at, not the fact that two people may be getting divorced. Yeah, that's the big thing about his heart, because once you go that far into that condition, and he said he was almost, he was almost at the goal line. He was almost going to die, and I'm pretty familiar with that in the past year. That's a scary situation, and I would have hoped for and I would have prayed for that that situation would have brought the whole family closer together. Yes. But that's not what we're seeing by not seeing anything. Like, usually, like, they were so ingrained as a couple with the authority figures and all that stuff. They were ingrained as a couple on and off camera, even showing tours of access during WrestleMania week. So when you don't see them together and you don't see them talking about each other, and I don't remember if did she ever even come out and make a public statement about him when he was sick? Never. Never. That's very strange. Yeah. And that's only because of their public past. That's the only reason, you know, we don't, we don't put our marriages out there or things going on usually, but when you set that precedent and then you go radio silent, the, the silence is deafening as they say. Yeah. Well, bro, you know, the bottom line is the good news for Triple H, if there is any good news, bro, he can walk away from this and never, ever have to work again. I mean, and, and I only bring that up, bro, because of the dude's health, man. And I'm I'm not sure what that is, but if there is any, you know, concern or danger whatsoever, I mean, bro, the dude can walk away and live ha- happily ever after, Stevie. And I guess, you know, I guess that's a good thing. It's a good thing, but when you have the sickness, yeah, in there, and like you know, nobody really wants to ever feel like they walked away and failed. And you can't even say Hunter ever failed. He built up NXT. He took over. He was groomed for the past decade plus to do this, but he's got the, he, he still has the wrestling bubble disease or sickness or illness that may, maybe if I can just do this one thing, that could be my swan song. I don't, I don't see him. He's forced to out at this point. That's what it looks like. He's slowly, but surely, being outside and even cashing in multiple millions of dollars each time of stocks. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't quench that thirst that he has to, I, I don't even know at this point, what do you, what do you want to be? That's yeah, a, that's Stevie, a I cut, I, 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 I did a, I did my whole show yesterday uh, on Matt's life revolving around this because I want people to understand why am, why I am so hard on the wrestling marks. Um, and, 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 and I really do want them to understand because there is a person like, bro, like I, I was on, 
you know, bro, I, I Stevie, I, I, I bet a couple of bucks. And when I talk about a couple of bucks, I mean a couple of bucks, like maybe two dollars on, you know, FanDuel and, uh, you know, because, bro, if, if I don't put a couple of bucks on football games, Stevie, I have no interest in it. So, like, literally, I will sit there. I will bet a dollar on a game. And now I'm into the whole freaking game. If if I bet nothing, I could care who 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 wins or loses. So like I'll do that on Sunday, bro. I'll bet, you know, a dollar, dollar, two dollars. I mean that that is it. But my point is, bro, I'm on there on a Sunday, Stevie, and my whole timeline is just flooded with pro wrestling. And and I just I I, I put the statement on out there like do these wrestling marks like ever, ever stop talking about wrestling? And then my point is, and this is, I really feel, bro, I, I, I literally, I do believe this is why God put me in the wrestling business. This is why God got me out of the wrestling business. And this is what God wanted my message to be, bro. And Bro, when you are that obsessed with something, uh, and a lot of people, Stevie and I, we know are 24-7, bro, seven days a week, even on Sunday, even when there's no events going on. When you are that obsessed with something, bro, I know that is the world trying to take you away from what your focus really should be. Be. And it's it's trying to distract you and it's trying to convince you that this is the most important thing in your life. And, bro, as we get older, Stevie, you know, you and I, we realize that we understand that, bro, when you're on the other the other side of that hill. And now you're 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 really looking at a reasonable number of years left. All of that shit doesn't matter. And and bro and and sometimes bro it's freaking tough love. It is making fun of you in an in an entertainment way and I do it for you to look at yourself and say what what am I doing? Why is this shit more so so important to me? And you know what bro? I know that brings me a lot of heat and I know that's why a lot of people hate me. Like bro, I was having a conversation with Jeff the other day. And we were talking about your success across the board. And, you know, Jeff, Jeff pointed out, he says, you know, Vince, he goes, the great, the great thing with Stevie is he's such a likable person. The freaking dirt sheets and dirt sites are promoting his site. So he has everybody promoting his site. And he's like, bro, they would never, ever in a million years promote you. And like, they won't. And I understand why, and I don't have a problem with it. But the message is, bro, like, get your heads out of your asses, bro, and quit being so obsessed with something that does not matter. Because, Stevie, I say this all the time. If you are putting all your time towards something that don't matter, I promise you, bro, you are neglecting something that really does matter. And that's why I continue to do what I do to hopefully like just, you know, force you to take a look at yourself and just ask the question, 
Why is this shit so important to me? And that's why I, I, I th- that's the first thing I think about is Triple H's health. It's like, bro, if you really went through something like this and you are now in the middle of an environment that is very, very, very stressful and literally could be a, ma- a matter of life and death, why, why are you doing this? My first question to that is, why does it need to be that stressful? Wrestling has been far too overcomplicated. And uh, that's what I love about the content I put out on the Wrestling Analysis channel. I concentrate on the little nuances and details that everybody has forgotten because they've gone completely off the reservation. And I wouldn't say super likable at this point after last week's video because I got emotional about that, and I I delivered it a different way than you. I got to a point where I just felt like if I don't speak up now and if I don't say something and this dude ends up in a wheelchair, another dude or a girl ends up dead or paralyzed or whatever, that's going to be on my conscience. If I don't just open my mouth right now, and in a weird society we live in, they protect the wrong behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying... Wow. Let's say, and I told you off camera, I had a few conversations with people within the business and we had a conversation like, man, we agreed on some stuff. We disagreed and then, okay, cool. We both understand each other and we went about our business and honestly just reconnected and probably will stay in touch to a degree. But yeah, I mean, the wrestling bubble for some reason and the workers don't see when the fans defend them trying to kill themselves. Yes. They don't look yeah. and say, well, you're just being blood first thirsty. What, yeah. why am I doing this? And unfortunately, 99% of the guys and the girls will realize way too late when they pass that threshold and they can never come back. Yeah. I, bro, that's why, like, I, 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 I literally am thankful, thankful to Vince. Going back to 1999, because the wake up call of my life was when he looked me in the eye and told me to hire a nanny, a, a, na- a nanny to, to to raise my kids. I I thank him for that because that was the turning point for me, Stevie. And Stevie, thank God. Let me bro, ask I you a question like, real quick. Let me ask yeah. you a question. You never kind of addressed it. Yeah. Was this a sudden punch to the gut, or was there a buildup over time? Absolutely. There was a buildup over time because Stevie, I, I, I was in the process. And, and again, I do believe this was a God thing because Stevie, I was in the process of, I knew I really cared about Vince and his family a lot. I cared about all of them. And I realized I was really starting to care for them. And I started asking myself the question, Stevie, does this man care about me or am I just basically the cash cow making a money hand over fist? I was really starting to question that. And then when he hit me with that, that was as blatant an answer as I could have ever gotten. And I thank God, bro. I was, I say only 38, but I was 38, bro, and that woke me up, you know, as far as, holy crap, bro, you need you need to get your priorities straight and you need to do what's important in your life. But like I said, man, I just it's it's nonstop with people talking about this stuff, bro. It's just 
And here we are talking about this stuff. <laughs> and we're going to fly through this because, Stevie, there's not too much to talk about. Um, I'm, I'm watching this opening segment, bro, and, and I, I'm, I'm wondering and I'm hoping and I'm praying that uh, Cody has finally dropped that line that I could not stand the so-and-so town. What do you want to talk about? Because he did not say it, bro. And I'm like, okay, if he didn't say it here, he may be done with it. And also, bro, there was kind of a shot taken at Paul Lee. Uh, I don't think a lot of people got when uh, Cody said, we're not in the third inning anymore. And if you remember, bro, there was a scrum uh, about a month or two ago where Paul Heyman was putting himself over and putting the bloodline over and made the comment that as far as material and longevity and creativity, Heyman made the comment, we're only in the top of the third. And literally from that point on, the bloodline has been absolutely dead from that point on so i think steve i think uh i i think cody was taking a little shot at Heyman when he said we're not in the third inning anymore and also bro the the, the dom mike step stuff like bro like people argue that oh bro they're not they're not piping it in they're not piping it in they're not piping it in. okay bro they're not piping it in they're lowering his mic volume okay like e- either way but but again, Stevie, I'm I'm like you are opposite Monday Night Football. They have kicked your ass the last two weeks in a row, and as they're starting, you're gonna play a game of microphone up and microphone down for five minutes and allow people to go over to the other show. Um, so I mean, I I could just tell, bro, right 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 at the right right out of the gate, um, we are. This is just going to be another typical Raw show. It, I don't think it was exactly typical, and I don't think it was from an Endeavor's part of the new management at WWE. It felt like the releases sent a message to the talent because I felt that, once again, I felt that tryout type thing with the physicality of the matches well, that guys well, and girls wore. Would you feel that, Stevie, when you were in that spot? Is that why you're saying this? Did you feel that to some extent? I felt, well, I felt it in the locker room. Anytime there was releases and I was still there, I felt it in the locker room and I could feel that the talent wanted to show that they still had it, they could still go. And when you do that, you do way too much. You Your bumps hurt extra, you hit each other extra hard. I never really did that because, especially after the right to censor and then after the Victoria angle, my my days were limited, and I said, "Well, I just got to save my body for the next company." Yeah, <laughs> because right. hey, I'll work. If you aren't happy, and, and I knew it early on, I'm just like you know, even though we get the get the rap for ECW, I you, we talked at that point. I was strictly entertainment and character back then. I wasn't really in the hardcore stuff. But when you look at it, you're like, "Why would I work any different?" It's not the goal of it, but. I felt like everybody after the releases was out of their their element. Everybody, maybe because UFC took it over, people felt like they had to hit each yeah. other harder. Yeah, Dude, it was just a, a very point. weird thing. It it provided more of a a little bit more of a excitement. But I was watching the matches, saying every one of these people are feeling it for the rest of the week. 
Wow, that's interesting, bro. That's interesting. Bro, one thing I got out I got out of this, man, is at the end of the match, uh, there wasn't a match. At the end of this segment, you know, the baby faces are pinballing Damian Priest. And I'm like, Stevie, I don't know about you, but I'm like, bro, they need to, they need to protect this guy. This is a guy that looks like a star, dresses the sp- the, the the part, has a great voice, can cut a promo. And and we're we're pinballing him around the ring, all the baby faces, while you got Finn on the outside, you got McDonough on the outside, you got Dominic on the outside. This would be the last guy that I would be letting four baby faces get the best out of. I, I don't I don't understand it, bro, because if there's one guy on this roster that stands out to me, it's him. Yeah, I mean, you look at them and you say, well, that's Vince's or whoever's in charge. That's their future champion. So I don't get that. And, yeah, you just mentioned three guys that are bump-around guys. <laughs> and they're right, on the outside. Exactly, and man. the monster's in there doing all the dirty work and taking all the bumps. I Because he is very talented and agile and he can move. Nate, that's, that's probably the kiss of death for him that he's too versatile. Yeah. to do that so they can plug them into anything. Yeah, but God, I just I think they should protect them more. Uh, next, bro, you got uh, a Bronson Reed over Otis. Anything on this match, Stevie? If they attach the story to it, I mean, the, 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 the visual of two big bulls going at it, but why not set the table, as you say, for that and have those guys, what's going to happen when these two guys get in the ring together, but you already wasted it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I feel the same way. I don't know, bro, if they're trying to get Bronson Reed um, ready for, for Seth Rollins. I, I don't know if that's a potential angle for him. But, yeah, bro, he was losing week after week after week, and now they've put him over like three or four times in a row, which tells me uh, that they're getting ready to do something with him. It, well, you never know. They could give – Otis three to four wins against him next week. Yeah, you know, you're you're right about that. You're right about that. Bro, I got to tell you, Stevie, next up, you know, bro, bro, somebody made the comment online the other day. There's no such thing as casual wrestling fans. Yeah, bro, there is because I am one of them. So let me explain to you what a what a casual wrestling fan is. No, let's back that up for a second. This was Meltzer and Disco replied to him as well. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Meltzer I, I, explained I, it. He said you have no idea what a casual fan is. That's what Disco yeah. said to Meltzer. So I'll let you back that up. Let me tell you what a casual fan is and how simple it is. First of all, if you are a wrestling mark, and when I call you a wrestling mark, bro, that means that you have become obsessed with wrestling. Obsessed, bro. 24-7, you're watching all these shows. Somewhere along the line, you, you convince yourself that it's real. If anybody has any negative comment about the company you like, you, you go ballistic. You're a wrestling mark. Here's the casual fan, bro. And, and Vince McMahon said this to me freaking 30 years ago. With a casual fan, if the wrestling is good, if the show is good, we'll watch it. If the show is not good, we will turn it off. It's that simple, bro. It's it's literally that simple. That's what a casual fan is. And the reason I bring that up, Stevie, is because I'm watching this next scene with Becky and Tegan Knox. 
And I'm like, I don't know Tegan Knox from a hole in the wall. And again, from a casual fan, I don't care how how good her work is. She looks like every other girl they have paraded through the door, bro, for like the last two to three years. She doesn't look like a star. She didn't catch my eye. I wouldn't, if I had the remote control in my hand, it wouldn't stop me dead because, oh, my God, who's this? This is your Candice LaRue. This is your Nikki. We've seen so many women now come through the system with, with very, very few of them being outstanding and looking like stars. Zoe Stark kind of looked like one, but they kind of ruined that all together last night. She had she had a lot of different things she did that was like a guy. She was very intense. But yeah. you're right. Why they were under that old thing of they assume everybody watch. You're talking about a casual fan, right? Even even some of the hardcore fans for Raw, SmackDown, maybe even AEW are not catching the developmental show, so they expect you to know. Everybody at NXT, you and I are paid to watch wrestling, and we're still like, holy shit, I don't know these people. I can't remember them, even right. if I watch it. Yeah, yeah. How many? How much NXT have you watched over the past year? Oh, my God. Over the past year, zero. But if you caught something, is anybody going to catch your eye? Maybe when no. Cross was there, who else was there? Maybe Dexter Loomis, to an extent, will catch yeah. your eye but not Gargano, not any of these other, they're all literally interchangeable. Yeah. Replaceable. Yeah. I gave a theory to Ben. I think I said it last week too. I think they're going to accelerate the call-ups, not because they need the people. I think they're going to accelerate the call-ups for more releases. They're accelerating the call-ups. So people aren't ready. They can guilt-free release them while, they just didn't get it. Sorry, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and they can clear the deck and clear the the money that they need yeah, to. Yeah, bro. I said this to yesterday because last week I, I I went off on the funny faces these people make, bro. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and I didn't see a lot of that this week. But I had a pop because, bro, uh, uh, during this pre-tape in the back, uh, Tegan Knox did the old. Remember Snidely Whiplash, bro, with Dudley Do Right. Remember Snidely Whiplash. She did the old Tegan Fox at the end of her promo, bro. I, I went hysterical. She did this, Stevie. She did she did the snidely whiplash. I'm like, oh my yeah. God. Anyway. Okay, anyway. Chopper and Kaiser. Obviously, bro, they, 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 I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. When there's three people in the Imperium, this gives you three weeks worth of matches. Mm-hmm. He's going to go through uh, uh, Vinci. He's going to go through Kaiser. And finally, he's going to get to Walter. And, you know, he's not going to go through Walter. But this well, is. Bronson, we read went through Chad Gable last week and we predicted yeah. him and Otis. And that's Absolutely. exactly what happened. Yeah. What do you think about this match in general between uh, Chomper and Kaiser? It, it's fine. It's just filler. Like you said, Monday Night Football is on. They're not filling time with, all right, we got the Eagles in the box, but. You know, we're going to set up a game for next week. And this, you know, you're paying attention to that one game. Like I said, people worked hard, but I think they worked hard for more of what's going behind the scenes. Right, right. Rather than the casual fans. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have our match with Knox and Natty, and uh, Knox goes over. 
Um, then we have our Rollins sing-along portion of the show with Nakamura on the screen, and that's going to lead to a last man standing match. Um, so I'm telling you, got- they, they should have subtitled Nakamura. Ben was right, subtitled Nakamura. He feels like he has all the charisma intensity when he's not speaking English. He still has a little bit of a goofy look in his eye, yeah. but he at least looks off. Yeah. And you have to pay it. I love the fact that it's subtitles and foreign or even some of the graphics because you have to pay attention to what he's saying because you're reading the subtitles. That's right. Yeah. It's a very yep. nice touch. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. We got Ricochet who still wants a shot with uh, Nakamura. Man, bro, I think I, I, I would love <laughs> I would love you to do break down this entire match because bro i gotta tell you something bro again i don't watch nxt i don't know who this uh uh, dragon lee was him and dominic worked really 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 hard i know a lot of people would say this was a great match but i gotta tell you stevie this is the first time i ever saw dragon lee work oh my god bro with the freaking knee slapping it, it 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 was so over the top and so obvious to me, bro. That's when it gets to be too much. When, when because here's what happens: a fan sees it once, and now they're looking for it, and now you're doing it five, six, seven, eight more times during the match. God, bro, I thought, you know, like I said, this was a great match. These guys worked their asses off, but his freaking knee slapping to me got to the point of being ridiculous. Well, you know, just to give people a little bit of history, too, that they're like, well, they have to slap the leg or do whatever or slap the knee. Well, Shawn Michaels used to do that on the kick, and you didn't really see it. I tried to do it a lot, and most times I wouldn't be able to, but Jerry Lawler, when he threw his punches, he would slap his own stomach. Yeah, and, and these kinds of things. If if they can make you, until I said that, you probably didn't realize right. that they were doing that. Right. But the, the, there should be a way that the art of wrestling can can hide those things. And if not, if you don't do it right, the, the slap doesn't mean anything. Right. Just get a good punch in if you can. I'm impressed with the Dragon Lee kid, but once again, what do, what do I know about him? Right. He's just there, and he lost his first match, so he must not be very good. Right. So they wasted him on night one. Yeah. God, bro, I just remember, man. I I remember like when 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 a wrestler would have a debut match, bro, they would never lose. Like I can remember seeing Jake for the first time, and I can remember seeing like Bundy and like all these guys when they had their first match when they were ready and 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 you know this in this case when they came from a different territory and Vince or Vince Senior debuted them the very first time, bro. One hundred percent of the time they were dominant, and that's that's like you said, Stevie. It's like if somebody's at NXT, th- think about this logically, bro. From a casual fan standpoint, somebody's at NXT, they bring him up to the WWE. He has a match with Dominic. He loses to Dominic. Oh, I guess he's not ready for the WWE yet. Send him back down. That's what a casual fan says. Yeah, you use the baseball analogy. What if somebody comes up from the minors and they go through 
like a run or a loop or whatever, and they bat like a hundred. What do you think is going to happen at the end of that right. loop or week or month? Yep. Right down. And I'll say this too. What what is it with the the formula I said earlier? So simple. You either sit them down for a real interview, or you have vignettes based on their character. Yep. After four to six weeks, if anybody thinks, well, how's that going to get anybody over? I'll give you an example. I was completely jobbed out for years at the end of my WWE career. Vince Russo, Jeff Jarrett, the creative team, everybody said, this is Dr. Stevie. Let's give him vignettes. You said, let's not show his face for four to six weeks. Let's the mystique go debut at the pay-per-view in the cage match in Philly. And we're off to the races. And you still continued vignettes, whether it was before I had a match, after I lost to Kevin Nash, after I lost to Abyss. Let's double down on promos and vignettes afterwards. If you can do that to a guy that had no name value, as a matter of fact, negative name value, and take six weeks and make him an interesting character, why can't they do it? Yep, absolutely, bro. They should be able to do it with everybody. They really should. God, Stevie, he, here's the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, the Michael Cole with Nia Jax. See, th- this is what we're talking about. This is what Stevie just said. I swear to God, bro, Nia Jax could not have cut any more of a canned promo. This was a written promo line for line for line for line. Stevie, if we want to mix things up a little bit and make things different, why doesn't Nia Jax tell the story of they sent her home packing because, you know, She was hurting people and the current girls on the roster couldn't take it. And they cried to Matt. Oh, so-and-so hurt me. So-and-so hurt me. So-and-so. So So guess what? You send me home. You try to bring up all these Cupids, the LaRue's, the this one, the that one, everything. Guess what, man? Nobody cares about any of them. So what do you do, man? You call me again. Yeah, I'm going to come back. But I'm going to come back for double the money. And not only that, I'm going to come back and I'm going to hurt people worse than I did the first time. And you know what? There isn't a damn thing you're going to give me something like that, bro. This was a canned wrestling 101 promo. Yeah, you look at her face. She doesn't even care about what she's saying. Why should I care about what she's saying? Yeah. This is the company. and, And I hate to keep bringing up. There's there's always precedence for what we're talking about that we personally experienced. You personally experienced this company's desire and habit to lean away from things. Mm-hmm. Brett screwed Brett. Vince thought he was going to be a baby face. You stepped in and said, dude, you're going to be the biggest heel ever. Right. Don't sweep it under the rug. Yep. You yep. Cr- we could have not had the attitude era if Vince... And all the yes men went with absolutely. the guy and absolutely. went that way. That is absolutely true. So, but it's, it's still that element there. One of them's yeah. still there, and if not yep. two of them. Yep. So instead of doing what you did, which you came up with in 30 seconds and saying, All right, like the let's turn a shoot into a work. Let's yeah. let, let's let's we already worked ourselves into a shoot anyway. Let's let's go the opposite way and start making money with it. Yeah, that's it. And bro, I swear to God. Zoe, let's talk about Zoe for a second. First of all, bro, 
I think she set the Guinness Book of World Records last night, CV. This girl had about 300 bobby pins in her hair. First of all, I didn't even know, Stevie, the bobby pin still existed. But listen, bro, if Nia Jax is beating you from pillar to post, Stevie, at what point do we take out one of the bobby pins and just shove it in Nia Jax's eye? Like, seriously. And and it's what you said, Stevie. My God, bro. They gave her the Trish Stratus rub for how long, Stevie? Three, four, four months. Mm-hmm. And the minute she's gone, bro, th- th- this is exactly how they booked Ricochet. They gave us Ricochet and Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Logan Paul. That's over. Ricochet's right back when he started. They did the same thing with her and Trish Stratus. Here's the telltale sign. I forgot that she was aligned with Trish Stratus until you mentioned that. That's how unmemorable. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, and that's the thing, too. Like these talents, too. Ricochet, who literally had the biggest opportunity he could, and I think he pulled his weight with the excitement of having a match with Logan Paul. Then after that, you have the hope, like, now I'm up to that level. Now they're going to take care of me creatively. Nope. Zoe Stark. I'm with Trish. I'm with Trish. I get the rub. I I beat her up. Maybe I'm going to be the next near top girl. No, I get squashed. What, yep. what in the world is going on? Yeah. Man, I got to tell you, Stevie, up next is the only thing um, I like on the show. And I'll tell you why. But again, I've got zero confidence that they are going to um, they're going to be able to pull this off. This Drew McIntyre story, bro, this reminds me of what got Sting over as the crow. Remember, bro, the NWA came in and Luger, Sting's best friend, was doubting him, didn't trust him. Are you going to join these guys? And then all of a sudden, Sting disappears and he's up in the rafters. They have Drew, I think, in that exact position where everybody's questioning him. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? We can't trust you anymore. Yada, yada, yada. If they went down the road of Drew being a a man alone on the island, bro, no friends, no enemies, doesn't trust anybody, doesn't associate with anybody, does whatever he wants to do, you never know what he's going to do. If they put him down that road, I think they could be, you know, definitely more over with Drew than they've ever been. But again, Stevie, just based on what we see, I just don't have the confidence that they can pull that off. No, I don't either. And here's the strange thing. Yeah, you're right about Drew. He has an edge back that I haven't seen in quite a long time. I feel like New Day are heels. They're kind of being dicks. Yeah. So when when Drew beats them up, I'm cheering for Drew. Yeah, yeah, they were talking about, and again, bro, this, these are all, these are the things we did in the attitude era that people said, oh God, you can't do this today. But what were they talking about? Shrinkage. They Hmm. told them you're too limp to get the job done. Yeah, bro. What you're saying is right, Stevie. Yeah. I mean, they're taking a complete low road as baby faces. And now it's like, Drew, go out there and beat, beat the hell out of these little midgets. Right. Beat them up. Yeah. They're, they're disrespecting you. And that's, 
Is it a weird thing that like, do you think they're backwards kind of burying the new day? Or are they just feeling like they can just job them out until Big E comes back and then that's get the team I mean, I, I just feel like what really what is their worth at at this juncture? But then when I say that, Stevie, and I'm watching, I'm watching this match, and again, casual fan, I'm looking at the size of these two guys. Bro, I understand he's Kofi. I understand he's been there for a very long time. I understand he was a champion once. But when I'm looking at these two guys, bro, Stevie, this should not be a tit-for-tat match, bro. Well, I've said it before because I had the personal experience of being too small to be intercontinental champion or any of that. So, you know, at 6'2", 225, whatever I was back then as far as weight. That's why it mystifies me that, like, I wouldn't be able to take Drew off his feet in my era. I would have maybe one bump for a guy that size. Right. But he's... His tying Drew up, hitting him with the SOS. He's he's manhandling Drew at one point in this match, and I'm just like, but Woods did the same thing. And Woods is, a, you know, he's not skinny like Kofi, but he's shorter, so it makes it look even more, for lack of a better term, fake. When yes. you know, Monday Night Football to that. Yeah. What, what are you watching? And Stevie, you can clearly see they were making a concerted effort that uh, Zoe Starks could not get Nia Jax off her feet. They mm-hmm. were making an effort. They were selling it. But Kofi can get Drew McIntyre off his feet every three seconds? It's very weird. There was yeah. a spot in that Zoe Stark-Nia match that I should – I might not want to break out any more matches negatively. But, you know, when she tried to pick her up for, like, a fireman's carry – Yeah, yeah, yeah. splash – she should have took her right to the corner. That's what I mean. She Everybody wants to get their stuff in, yeah. and she does the leg drop. doesn't make sense. She could have just dragged her over like Yokozuna. Yeah, and, yeah, and hit yeah, her with yeah. The yeah. It's, it's just so wasted, like the, the match with Kofi and, and Drew. Well, we don't know, but a casual fan's going to go, well, the big guy's going to beat the other guy. Let me go back to football. It just looks so predictable just from yeah. the jump. yeah. And then, bro, something really interesting happened in this match. Bro, prior to this match, one of the announcers, it was either Barrett or Cole, one of the announcers said, we're going to get Kofi Kingston against Drew McIntyre tonight. Then when we get to this match, bro, and we have that heat coming off of the promo, before we go to break, Michael Cole goes to break saying, are they going to make this match official? And I'm like, bro, you already announced the match. Like, are are you guys like literally is stuff being written so late that something as blatant as that you guys are missing? I have another question. Do you think Vince over Zoom or a call is in the ear of Michael Call from home? Because he's not. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely is. So maybe absolutely. Vince forgot the match. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But it's little stuff like that. Like we need to, I, I remember the Vince McMahon with Beyond the Mat. I always talk about it. There's one cable across that you can see in the shot. And he's like, Can I just get a clean shot? And I'm like, Where where is that guy? I know, man. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Well then, God see, I could not believe this because at this point, I, I'm, I'm, I, I keep going back to uh, Cincinnati and the Rams. 
By the way, two and games, not just one. Two, two games. games. Yeah, yeah, at this point, it's Cincinnati and the Rams. And, bro, like, the, the, I, I already know. Again, casual fan shoes. I already know this is a 30-minute 30, 30 match. It, it's starting at 8.30. I literally don't need to come back to this match till five minutes to nine, literally. But, Stevie, what do they do, bro? We've got this big house show schmoz. And what is it doing, Stevie? I I would – if this were on FanDuel right now, I, I may dump my whole bank account into it. Stevie, all this match did was set us up for an eight-man next week. I'm, I'm telling you, that's yeah. what this is going to be an eight-man at the end of the show next week. That's going to be another 30 minutes. You know what sucked about this? They had the, the elements that I, I was like, man, leave a cliffhanger and leave chaos. Go off the air with it. They stayed on the air for an extra minute. Oh, yeah. They all calmed down. Instead of everybody just doing this, we got to go. We got to go. You know, they went way short because I'm looking at it and they were done at, uh, they were done at, uh, what I'm six to nine here. They were done at like 858. They had to send them back out. They had to send everybody back out, bro, because they went home two minutes early. It, it's just crazy, and it ruined the fact that now you ended on a period instead of ending on the, whoa, what's going to happen next week? I mean, we know it's going to be an eight-man, but it, you can always open Raw next week with the continuation of the brawl like the old right. NWA used to do. Yeah. Then the commentators, man, it went on almost all night, but tonight we're going to have an eight-man tag to settle everything, yep. you know, and then just do it that way. Man, I got to tell you, bro, it's going to be real interesting, Stevie, because we're down to about a 1.3 now. Um, Last week, AEW was almost up to a million last week. Bro, those numbers are getting very close. Stevie, you and I both know. Can you imagine if Dynamite beats Raw one week? Tony Khan is going to go on a nonstop Mark interview tour. Oh, my God, bro. And and, and that, that's why, Stevie, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, if that happens and Tony Khan does 80 billion interviews to let everybody know, is, is, that, is that rock bottom? Is that when they say, okay, enough of this crap, we need to get to work? No, I don't think so because his, you know, it's the, the parameters of the victory, they're on completely different nights. They're running unopposed to everything. I stick with my original idea. Dynamite should go on from 7.30 to 8.30 with promoting the NFL football and try to hurt WWE. That's yeah. when you, that would be the thing that would make, Endeavor and everybody in charge go, okay, we're not playing anymore. Now we're bringing UFC stars. We're bringing yeah. The Rock, Cena. But no, Wednesday nights will just be like, who cares? We don't run on Wednesday nights. I don't think yeah. – I think he's going to be talking to himself and the people that already watch the show anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll, be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, again, man, it's – you know, I just I'm I'm certain it's going to be much of the same this week, man. 1.3 million people, and I wanted to point out something about NFL too. Yeah, NFL. 
I, I can't believe they're doing two games every Monday, but NFL is protecting themselves against like the Eagles got ahead of the, the Bucks. The Cincinnati LA game was closer. So they're, they're hedging their own bets against their own product. That's a great point. Think yep. about that. Yeah. Yeah. They're so smart in the NFL to do that. They really yeah. are. Yeah, they really are, bro. All right, uh, Stevie, what is going on at the Don Stevens Fan Club uh, breakdown video uh, Patreon YouTube channel? What's going on there, my friend? Well, I did always tell my wife I aspired to be president. I just didn't know it would be president of Don Stevens Fan Club. So <laughs> I have something. We actually just uploaded today. It's on early access for the Patreon supporters. But what does it feel like to get put through a table is the next video and the, what, oh, that's you know, great. The, yeah, but yeah. I go through spots and, you know, I've been really preaching lately that wrestling between a safety and a severe injury is not even a game of inches. It's centimeters, it if is. not millimeters. Yep. So I show like table bumps where I'm taking a table bump and then Raven hitting the back of his head in that double dog collar. And then the Bob Holly getting sliced up on a table on a really, pretty easy bump so yeah things can go wrong so it's pretty in-depth i actually i put up a new visual aid for ring positioning too so a picture of the ring show them where the table goes all that stuff That's so great. hopefully people enjoy it sorry about the john moxley video you're never gonna, unless you go to patreon.com forward slash stevie richards i can't upload it anywhere else it's just blocked everywhere in the world so. yeah and, and I, I do i do want to talk a little bit about that on on master shoot theater because i got some questions uh on my own just uh asking you as a performer so i want to talk a little bit about that on the next show sure but please subscribe to the uh wrestling analysis channel i'm still doing a fitness content we're actually moving we have a larger garage gym now so we're, we're getting rid of the two gyms now we got the f big one, almost like an RV garage. So I might oh, put nice. rope climb, all that stuff in there. We're going to, right after we're done recording, I got to start moving equipment. But, you know, the wrestling analysis channel is quickly heading to 100,000 subscribers. We're at 76 right now. And I'm very, very grateful to each and every one of you out there. Yeah. Bro, are you telling me that you're getting a bigger and bigger and bigger garage that you're going to start running shows out of? That 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 that's what it's starting to run, sound like. Actually, said, are you going to open a wrestling school? I'm there telling you, bro. That, that's what I'm hearing, bro. That's what it sounds like to me. No, I actually have. I've actually started formulating an actual online wrestling school course, like a finishing course for people. So I might. I'm looking to put it up on Linda or Skillshare. Or you screen. I, I it, it's in the infancy, but I think there's something to this that I can hopefully help a lot of workers out with. That's awesome, man. Stevie, do we have any hot buttons? What's the talk of the week that we could talk about on Mass Issue Theater? You got something for me? I did earlier. You know what? We can talk a little bit about like what's coming up in the real estate market and how like people now that the student loan payments have started up again, they're squeezing people more and more. And there's a lot of carny stuff that's involved with this from like oh you don't have to pay your loans off for a year we'll put you on the on-ramping process while they're still accruing interest on the loan it's yeah and even real estate like we can talk about on there there's just so many things that i thank god i'm patient and i live within my means and all that stuff that's kind of why we're doing what we're doing we're getting getting rid of a lot of stuff quality over quantity and yeah. saving half our money because we'll have one garage so yeah. You know, I am. I talked the I talked the uh the corporate office in our complex to 
match the price of the small garage. Of course you do. Of course, <laughs> of course you I did. do, man. Come on. You're, <laughs> you did. You, you pull the old black black uh, truck white truck. Ah, he's really a good guy. My husband's a really good guy. Yeah. I hey, bought uh, the walker out to get sympathy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stevie, I got to tell you something else interesting, too, I want to talk a little bit, bit about. Bro, you know, like, bro, most of my TV viewing is uh, YouTube because I really do have such a short attention span. And so I wind up going down a lot of YouTube rabbit holes, bro. And I, and I found this guy, bro. Like I can't, you know, this guy does this for a living, you know, much like you do with the breaking down of matches and the Stevie Richards fitness, bro. This guy literally goes from grocery store to grocery store, state to state, just comparing all all the prices and, you know, where you should go. But bro, here's the interesting thing. Because that's supposed to be the show. But, bro, like in the last month, everywhere he goes, bro, these shelves are getting more and more bare. And he keeps like warning everybody, guys, I'm telling you, you're not going to be. And you physically see the shelves getting bare. He's videotaping everything. And, bro, this is like. Every every grocery store, every state that he goes to, the food supply is getting less and less and less. And he's warning. He's like, guys, I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to get this in a month. So you better stock up in this now because this is going to be gone. So I want to talk a little bit about that too, Stevie. What now are they setting up for? Just squeezing everybody. But I'd love to talk about that because I have a – I have a project that I might be working on soon that I didn't tell you about. Oh, very nice. Very good. <laughs> Stevie with the projects. Un, 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 unbelievable. I walk oh. with the next spine infection from being exhausted. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. We are going to jump over to Master Shoot Theater now. We're going to talk about some of these hot topics, bro. Um, you know, also remember, bro, uh, Stevie did a SmackDown review this week. Yeah, Ben's away on assignment. We didn't even bring up Ben. Ben, the great Ben, who, uh, I mean, away on assignment, bro. So Stevie did SmackDown. Catch that also on uh, Russo's. I did a little ben. different thing with that. Did you know what I did? No, no, no. Uh-uh. The whole episode is actually the wrestling analysis stuff. Get out of here. It's a 23, 24-minute episode. I talk about things. I open Oh, that's and, awesome. But I took each match, and I broke it down and talked about the storyline. I just wanted to put a little different spin to see if that's awesome, the Russo man. brand that's fan great. would like it. Yeah, so guys, check that out, man. Russo'sbrand.com. Me and Stevie, bro, we'll see you on the other side. See you over at Master Shoot Theater. Take care, everybody.